A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi. This is Desi Jenikin. And we apologize for the... We're a little late this week, but you know what? We got a great show. We got a great show today. Uh, and it's, it's the end of our... We're wrapping up Halloween month. Yes. So I'm going to wrap it up with one of Southern California's most haunted places. We discussed it last week a bit. The Queen Mary. Hell yeah. In addition to the Queen Mary, we will be discussing a few other haunted hotels with some Hollywood pedigree including Wolf Creek Inn and some Las Vegas uh, hotels as well. You know I love that. Yes. And we'll be talking about someone you covered at some point. Mm. So he's coming up. Let's start with the Queen Mary, though. (laughs) It's not really a secret. Um, If you don't know, the RMS Queen Mary is a massive ship. It is bigger and more powerful than the Titanic. That was how it was sold back in the day. Damn. And it sits in Long Beach Harbor now. Long Beach is uh, just south of LA. Is it's, it, is it it's, LA? It's LA. Long okay. Beach is like the southernmost. Okay. In I wasn't LA. sure when Orange County started. It's, it's like on the border. It starts after Long Beach. Okay. So it's in Long Beach Harbor and it is a hotel slash restaurant and tourist destination now. Uh, But once it was, in fact, an operational ship, it was built in Scotland and it made its maiden voyage on May 27th, 1936. The RMS Queen Mary, along with her sister ship, the RMS Queen Elizabeth, were the flagships of the Cunard Line, Britain's high-end cruise line. Its first years, it was the ship for travel um, across the Atlantic. The world's rich and famous uh, loved this this ship, including the Duke and Duchess of Windsor, Greta Garbo, Clark Gable, David Niven, Mary Pickford, George and Ira Gershwin, and Winston Churchill. They all chose it when they crossed the Atlantic. It was luxurious, but it was also fast. It held the record for fastest Northern Atlantic crossing for quite a few years. The liner featured two indoor swimming pools, first and second class only. Third class, get your dirty ass. <laughs> they, they didn't have a steerage? No, they did not. It had beauty salons, libraries, children's nurseries for all three classes, a music studio, lecture hall, telephones, and an outdoor paddle tennis court. Wait a minute. They had steerage, but only for kids? They had steerage. They just didn't have pools for steerage. Oh, only first and oh. second class were allowed to use it. Oh, they did. They were like, "Get your children in here." That's really we don't want those mean. Things. <laughs> no, the kids want to go to the pool, but that's really mean that they don't let steerage passengers yeah. use the pools, and they just had to watch. Sadly, yeah, mom, no. <laughs> We can just watch them. (laughs) When World War II started, the ship was transformed into what was known as a gray ghost. Now, this was a ship that got, it got painted gray so that it could transport troops. 
and it was capable of holding 15,000 troops at a time to be transported to war fronts in Europe and Asia. If this sounds like a lot of passengers, it is. This is five times more than the ship was made to uh, hold. Damn. So this is a cramped... They're all fourth class on this ship because they're crammed in there. Uh, This caused a lot of uh, issues on these ships. Um, Obviously, they range from being annoying to deadly. Uh, A lot of the men uh, transported obviously were cranky. They were in bad moods. In the Indian Ocean, it was really hot and there was no air conditioning on the ship. So a lot of people died. It's... I don't know why I never thought of this, but it's wild to me, like, how many places the ship has gone. Oh, it's been, like, all over the world, uh, like, multiple times. And when was its maiden voyage? Was it 36. So the maiden voyage was after the Titanic, like, 20 years plus. That's kind of fucked up that they're like, and it's faster and better than the Titanic. Yeah. And we don't sink. Just saying. (laughs) Was that a was that an? I mean, it's a kind of a good advertisement. It's a good advertisement, but it's definitely a dig. It's shady. Yeah. What do you remember? Who? What t- the Titanic line? What part of it was White Star Line? White Star, but it was Cunard. Oh, it was it was a Cunard ship, I believe. Okay. Was yeah, that I mean different? that makes sense. Well, look, I, I so rem- maybe Cunard is allowed to say that. <laughs> I remember talking about the Cunard line. Yeah, least. I remember too. Because um, it was definitely familiar for me. Now, another thing that would become a problem on these ships is that the meals would be inedible. These these guys did not like the food on the ship. And considering they're soldiers, the fact that they're complaining says something. Because I don't think they're getting great meals anyway. anywhere. Yeah. So this was a final straw for a lot of the soldiers. They actually almost mutinied over this. And it was pretty close to happening. Violence did happen. And I'll get to that a little bit later. Honestly, I could see myself doing a mutiny over bad food. I literally faint almost if I get an order wrong. <laughs> So if I'm on a ship for weeks and yeah. I'm hungry and yeah. it's hot, I'm in the Indian Ocean and I want some fucking food at least, Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be cranky. Well, first of all, I'd be like, can we stop in one of these places <laughs> yes. and get some of the local cuisine exactly. at least? At the very least. Um, so the Queen Mary escaped war pretty much unscathed, but it was responsible for hitting and sinking a British ship. Um, due to a miscommunication. So not on purpose. No, this ship... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> just No, they accidentally fucking rammed into it. But this ship, the Corsica, was sliced in half. Fuck. And it fucking sunk. Um, the Queen Mary had a minor damage that we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, and it was forbidden to stop and pick up survivors. What? Yeah. So while they were carrying troops, they weren't allowed to do rescue missions, I guess, for some reason. Because they packed that thing so tight. Well, that's true, too. Um, so most of the people on the Korakoa died. So they just left them in the water. I'd be so pissed. Can you imagine the ship going away? You'd be like, wait, <laughs> you asshole. Me. You did this. So by the end of World War II, the ship had carried more than 800,000 troops and traveled more than 600,000 miles. Damn. Uh, So this played a significant role. This ship played a significant role in almost every major allied campaign and participated in the D-Day invasion. 
So this ship has a lot of history and it's, yeah. it's been places. It's seen shit. Yeah. Next up, the ship transported 22,000 war brides and their children to the U.S. and Canada in what is known as bride and baby voyages. Mm. So I guess these soldiers knocked up people and they're like, well, got to bring them over here now. Yeah. Can't just leave them. Right. <laughs> um, after all the war stuff, the Queen Mary was fixed up and was back to transporting passengers from New York to Southampton. It was a luxury liner again. But by the mid-60s, the writing was pretty much on the wall. People were not uh, traveling by ocean liner as much because people were taking airplanes. Uh, And other ships were faster now. Um, So the Queen Mary owners were operating at a loss. Uh, They were also, the new ships were the right size to go through the Panama Canal, and the Queen Mary wasn't, so they couldn't do that thing, I guess. She's too thick. She's way too thick. She would have got caught. Like Remember the that? Su- <laughs> the Suez Canal. The Suez Canal. She would have been, everyone would have been putting her uh, video up with like Anaconda yeah. playing or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in 1967, she was officially retired and sold to the city of Long Beach, California for $3.4 million. Um, she had cl- crossed the Atlantic 1,001 times and her last trip was actually October 31st. Wow. That was her last um, voyage where she left Southampton. So it has been in Long Beach since 1967. And a lot of the machinery has been taken out. The engines are gone. The propellers are out, all of the boilers. So it is pretty much just a shell of a ship outside of the fact that it's now a hotel and restaurant and other things. So the goal was to turn it into a maritime museum and hotel. That's what it is today. And it's also become a popular destination for paranormal investigators because the Queen Mary has gained a reputation for being one of the most haunted places in the world with as many as 150 known spirits aboard the ship. And that's not surprising considering in the 80 or or so years that it's been around, the Queen Mary has been the site of at least 49 reported deaths. That's not including like the troops or anything like that. Uh, it's gone through the terrors of war. That's obviously bad vibes. Um, so yeah, these spirits um, continue to walk around her rooms and hallways. They're stuck there. Yeah. M- like much, many spirits, right? That would suck to be stuck on a boat in the afterlife. You're like, I have to live in a houseboat. This is terrible. <laughs> I'm seasick. <laughs> um, so let's go over some of these deaths and the areas that are haunted. These were archived on hauntedhouses.com. Love it. I've used that as a source before. They have a lot of information. <laughs> every hotel, every like house, every yeah. like casino, like hospital, whatever. We love them. They're great. So yeah, I mentioned earlier that during World War II, when the ship was used as a troop transport, a brawl erupted in the galley over bad food. Well... There was a death in that incident. Oh, my God. They actually shoved a cook into an oven. What? And he burned to death. Yes. The oven was on? Yes. So I'm guessing it was like one of those huge fire, almost like the pizza, what you put the pizza in. That is diabolical. Yes. So obviously the area in this kitchen galley is now the site of many haunted uh, things, including light switches turning themselves on and off, 
dishes moving apparently at their own free will. Utensils will disappear. And people speculate that this kitchen cook is still working to improve his cooking skills. Oh, that makes kind me of sad. sad. I know. It's like, what could it... I mean, it's not his fault. He probably had bad ingredients. <laughs> he probably didn't have good ingredients. He was doing his best. He's cooking for all these men. Imagine having to cook for the rest of your life because you did one bad meal. Right. Um, other people who work in this area, real cooks and, and uh, not real cooks, but cooks, <laughs> alive cooks and busboys, they've seen a figure dressed as a cook entering the kitchen and then seemingly vanishing near the door, like when wow. he enters. Uh, they can also hear his screams occasionally. <gasps> um, so that's pretty scary. Another extremely haunted area on the Queen Mary is the engine room and the area surrounding it. Um, This engine room is located 50 feet below water level, and this is the location of an infamous incident known as Door 13. This door is like a door that would shut like one of those huge steel doors to lock off areas if there was like flooding or whatever, and so they would have safety drills, and two men were crushed by this door at different points during the ship's history while doing like a safety drill, and no one heard their screams because everyone was just running up to the top or whatever. Um, so the, the first one happened in 1966 and it crushed an 18 year old crew member. Obviously this is a horrible death. Yeah. You don't want to get crushed. That's a slow roll. Like you're not dying instantly necessarily. Yeah. Um, he was dressed in blue or dark gray coveralls and he had a beard. And this young man has been seen walking the length of what is known as shaft alley. Shaft alley. I'm just saying. <laughs> Um, before disappearing by door 13. And many people have seen this figure, uh, including a security guard and his dog who were patrolling Shaft Alley. The dog saw it? The dog froze in his tracks at (gasps) some point on this um, walkthrough. He he was staring at an invisible presence at door 13, and he refused to go through the door. I have a question. Yeah. Why don't paranormal investigators bring their animals on their investigations. They should bring a cat. Because cats are cats can see ghosts. Yeah, you're right. Imagine someone bringing a cat on one of those things. <laughs> I mean, that should be us. <laughs> <laughs> we can be the bitches who bring Melon. But we need to... We need a cat that will be calm. That's the no, problem. No, Melon's not he calm. He will not. He'll like flop and roll when a ghost is trying to get us. Right. And we'll be like, Melon, and he's going to flop and roll his, show us his belly. Yeah. That's what he's going to do. Um, yeah, I agree. You should bring an animal. Even though, but maybe that, maybe the animal, I mean, I guess you'd have to figure out how to get the animal's consent. Also, the animal's probably like, I don't want to, I know what's here. Yeah. I don't need to fucking see it, you idiot. Yeah, maybe they're too scared. Yeah. So that door finally um, got removed because wow. it was too uh, haunted and it's permanently stationed at like another location in Long Beach. Um, cause they're like, well, we don't, I don't think the Queen Mary owners admitted it. They're like, we just don't have a need for it anymore. And it's like, no, it's haunted. <laughs> yeah. Bitch. So a tour guide also spied this supposed spirit coming up the stairs behind her. Um, she, she, she thought it was like a solid lifelike form and she thought it was a lost tourist. So she waited for this thing at the top of the stairs before, um, it got to the top where she was waiting, it just disappeared suddenly. Fuck. 
I don't want to see that. Another tour guide who was closing up this engine room for the night saw a solid lifelike figure dressed in the blue overalls with a black beard standing on the step behind him. And that tour guide stepped aside to let him pass, but then he vanished. Oh my God. Um, So this guy, they call him John and people are like, he's just continuing his duties. He's working in the engine room, much like the cook is um, sort of, that's always sad when the ghosts have to do their job still. I know. It's like, no, that should be your free time when you're a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you should have free time. This is why they these ghosts, they can't rest in peace. It's so irritating. Um, if I had to like go back to my job in the boiler room, that would be devastating. Uh, it's just like, yeah. So, I mean, obviously it has lots of other classic ghostly activity, including a clanging sound that's heard when no one's there, as if you're, the machinery is working. Down in Shaft Alley. In Shaft Alley. There's also ghosts that people believe to be stowaways who died in the engine oh. room, um, that they're just still hiding out in the engine room where they died, trying to you know get passage to America or, what, or maybe to the UK. Um, so there's a lot of energy in this engine room that people, they always go here when they do an investigation. Another scary sound that can be heard is, um, you know, I mentioned earlier that they destroyed that ship. <laughs> they also got like a little tear in their hull. Yeah. Um, and in the area where that happened, sometimes people can hear the sound of rushing water <gasps> and moans and cries uh, where that happened. So that's... Um, that's kind of scary. Yeah. I don't want to hear rushing water on a no, ship no. ever. Now, another spirit that gets seen around the Queen Mary a lot is William Stark. In 1949, senior second officer William Stark died from accidental, accidental poisoning. Now, this is a really crazy story, and I actually read a long um, accounting of it, but I'm just going to give some of the details. He drank from a gin bottle thinking it was gin when it was actually something called carbon tetrachloride, which they used on the ship to clean furniture. Oh no. So it was poured into an old gin bottle and he got really sick the next day. And he actually said to the captain, that was weird gin we had last night, sir, at dinner time." And at that moment, the captain realized he had probably grabbed the old gin bottle that now held that substance. Uh, That's a bad place to put furniture cleaner or you gotta fucking get a sharpie and relabel it and or don't the, put it by the bar put the xxx on it <laughs> you gotta put the skull and crossbones on it so he got really sick but he kept saying he was fine yeah. and then eventually he does get hospitalized and he's really in a bad way he's getting his stomach pumped uh his wife is asking him like why didn't you do this sooner or like you know asking him he's like i didn't think anything of it um so yeah, he he died. He died from this. And even though he died in the hospital, people think because of the connection to the ship, that's why he's still there. Um, the other areas that are very haunted are the pool areas, both that's, of them. Well, that's that's uh, revenge. That's what you get. For not letting everyone <laughs> swim in that pool. Absolutely. So this is a real hotbed of uh, activity here. Um, over the years when the ship was operational, adults and children drowned in both of these swimming pools. (gasps) So this was something that happened, I don't want to say all the time, but it happened enough. So even though neither of these are obviously utilized as pools today, um, the spirits are still there swimming. 
Wow. So they're empty now, these pools, um, and they've been closed for over three decades. Some some of the ghosts that people have seen, a blonde, see-through woman spirit with a green bathing suit has been seen there. Sounds cute. Some of them seem like they have really cute little vintage bathing suits. Yeah. Um, so people, multiple people have seen this particular ghost. And one of the creepy things about her is she's in the pool and she exits the pool. Wet footsteps are seen <gasps> left behind. That just gave me goosebumps. Yeah. they People have reported sounds of splashing. Um, they've seen other wet footprints leading from the deck to the changing rooms. And a lot of people have seen the spirit of a young girl clutching her teddy bear. Now, in the second class pool room, that's where they're seeing this little girl spirit. Her name is Jackie. Um, allegedly, she is a girl who drowned in the pool during uh, back in the day. And, you know, people are like, obviously, she can't move on. People hear her voice. They hear laughter. And people have done tons of investigations with Jackie, including 3 a.m. paranormal I guess that's run by this guy named Dave Harvey. He caught um, an EVP of Jackie. That's sort of the most, one of the more famous ones. He's in this group with a bunch of people um, who are in the 3 a.m. paranormal. And he's also working with uh, a group called East Valley Paranormal on this investigation. So one of the women he is working with is named Cornelia. So they're playing hide and seek with Jackie in this EVP, uh, and they're trying to get responses from the girl ghost, obviously. And at some point, they record her saying, Cornelia, you found me. Whoa. So obviously- And that's like the famous recording? Yes. So this is like the most famous EVP recorded at the Queen Mary. Another woman spirit around the pool uh, is named Sarah. They, they call her Sarah. And she's wearing one of those striped old-fashioned bathing suits. She is known to have drowned in the first-class pool. People see her more in a solid form, and they see her dive into the empty pool. One time a security guard saw this and was scared because the pool is obviously empty, and then he walked over and he, she just had vanished in thin air after Whoa. jumping on the diving board. So... This ghost also slapped psychic Peter James. <laughs> she slapped him? I feel like he probably said something rude, right? I don't know. I'm, I'm on the ghost side. Let's hear her side of the story. Yeah. So apparently he slapped her so... he slapped, she, she slapped him so hard that you could see a handprint. So there's also a young woman dressed in a miniskirt that likes to hang around the pool. I'm only mentioning her because I was like, that's me and Rachel. Yeah. We're just like, whatever. <laughs> I'm not going in, but I'm going to hang out in my mini skirt. That is me. I never, <laughs> I never go in the pool, but I will absolutely be wearing something a little slutty by the pool. Absolutely. So that just reminded me of us. That's going to be us. So another haunted area is the Queen Salon. And this is what used to be the ship's first class lounge. There people see a beautiful young woman in a white evening gown. She is dancing to unheard music in the shadows of this room. And she's known as the woman in white or lady in white. Another, another, yep. another lady in white ghost. Yep. So she's also seen in the ship's lobby area, which is interesting because that is where the piano that was once in the Queen Saloon or Salon is now. So oh. she's near that piano. Um, other odd occurrences have been made um, in several of the first-class staterooms. There's reports of man, a man in a 30s-style suit um, 
walking around, water running, lights turning off, and phones ringing in the early morning hours. And no one has a phone anymore, so that's crazy. I like a ringing phone. Right. <laughs> um, there's some activity in the third class children's playroom. You can hear babies crying. Uh, and there was an infant boy who died in that playroom shortly after his birth. He was like a newborn <gasps> baby. So people might think that that's what it is. There's high pitch, pitch squeals. There's drastic temperature changes and aromas. Aromas? Yeah. What kind? It says of smells long past. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? That, I like describing something benign like a fart. It's an or aroma. Like, it's an aroma of smells long past. <laughs> What is there. a smell long past? I don't know. Like somebody's cigar. Maybe a cigar. Maybe um, it's always frankincense. A cigar. <laughs> frankincense and myrrh. I have no idea. Yeah. Another um, very haunted cabin is B three forty. This is um, this is a third class passenger room, and they uh, a, a passenger actually died in this room. They know this. Um, so he's still there and he, they, they, he likes to, um, take showers still. So that's something that will happen in that room. You'll hear the shower running and people are like, yeah, he probably, uh, loved, you know, even though it's third class, he had this whole room to himself. He had his own shower, which a lot of people might not have had like a running shower, at home, you know, they might have just had baths with those pitchers of water where you to fill it up. Who the yeah, hell knows? Yeah. Um, he has to um so they're like he still he's like, I'm not leaving. Yeah, right, right. I like being on this luxury cruise ship, taking my showers. Um, and people used to be allowed to stay in this room. They can't anymore? Uh I don't think so. They would be awoken uh, awakened by loud pounding sometimes on the door. Oh wow. Uh lights would go on and off by themselves. And sometimes when the maids would come in, as I mentioned earlier, they would find the water running. <gasps> so uh that's a pretty scary room. One couple, like one of the last couples who stayed there, they said that they saw a presence come through the wall from the room next door. Um, they pu- and pulled off their covers and turned on the lights. <laughs> oh get out of okay. my bed. That would I would be angry. Yeah. <laughs> that ghost would have I'd have words yeah. for that ghost. This ghost is like fucking shit up. Yes. So another website I used for this story is called Weird USA. Uh, and he visited the Queen Mary and had an experience. Ooh. So I'm gonna tell you what happened to him. He he went on one of the official tours. They have a ton of them. And he had an experience by the pool room. He said, as I turned to leave the stalls, I sent my children ahead of me. Turning the corner to go into the main pool area, I felt two distinct female hands slide up along my sides of my waist and felt the thumbs of each press lightly but firmly into my kidneys. So this is like a horny ghost. This ghost is like, I'm going to take you from behind. (laughs) I don't know what she's doing. He said, then I was physically pulled back about six inches to one foot. The pool was strong enough that I could throw, throw that that I threw both arms out to the sides to catch the frame of the entranceway. What's odd about this? The nearest living person to me, other than my children, was our guide, who was over five feet away from me. There was no one there. The hand slid through rather than um, under my clothes, too. Like he could sense that that was happening. He said um, that his daughter later told him that she turned and saw him being pulled backwards Whoa. by something. So that's the ghost activity. I did mention that you can still go there. And we talked about 
um, eating there. And one thing I'm excited to do possibly, it's not, it says it's returning soon. They used to have one of the, um, it was rated one of the best hotel brunches in the world. What? They had a Queen Mary Royal Sunday brunch and it features foods, foods from around the world. (gasps) (laughs) So it's like... You can get, um, they have like carne asada tacos. They have Asian style food. They have breakfast, omelets, pancakes, eggs benedict. Um, It's like all you can drink champagne. They have a crepe bar. They have a salad bar, um, domestic cheese. They have like a cheese board area. Mm. And of course they have a carving station where you can get prime rib. So if you want to eat prime rib at 11 (laughs) a.m., go for it. Yeah, so it looks pretty fancy. We should go. It's we, massive. We need to go. So I, I, I like that kind of brunch. I do too. I like a a big pig American brunch, like a fancy hotel brunch, like a big buffet brunch. Yeah, where it's like eighty nine dollars. One time I went to this insane buffet brunch at the Hyatt in San Francisco as a kid, because mm. um, my uncle would always. My uncle and aunt would always stay there, or at least they did, like when they'd visit from Saipan. And this brunch was out of control. I just remember, like, there was like a whole dessert station with like six different kinds of mousses and like pastries and international foods. Yes. It was just like a sprawling buffet. The Viennese hour. Did you ever have that? What's a Viennese hour? <laughs> well, when I grew up on Long Island, like when it was like bar mitzvah season for me, yeah, like whatever, thir- when we were like 12, 13, one of the the best bar mitzvahs would have something called like Viennese hour. <laughs> That's where they would bring out these carts full of little cakes and desserts. Ooh. <laughs> and that was like my favorite part. I was like, ooh, Viennese hour. <laughs> that sounds so fancy. It was super fancy. Not every bar mitzvah had it. I've it, never even heard of that. I, I honestly should look it up because it's like, I know it happened. Um, and I don't know the origin of it, but I guess they were like little cute cakes and pastries it and stuff. It sounds so old. Yes. I mean, you would love it. Of course I would love it. (laughs) No, it was like you got to pick your little things. But of course, you're always like, I want to get them all. I can't. I have to look delicate in this moment. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I love dim sum so much is I love food being served to me on a cart. And just choosing things. It's so fun. I love it. Um, Okay, let's take a break and we'll get back with more. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. 
With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Rakuten's Big Give Week is back with 15% cash back. It's a festival of savings with big cash back at hundreds of stores. Don't miss headliners like Canon, Fenty Beauty, and Dyson. I can't wait to shop for all of my summer fashion and beauty needs, and we'll definitely be checking out Ulta and Adidas. Rakuten really is the best way to shop. You can really save by stacking cash back on top of other deals. And during Big Give Week, the cash back is bigger than ever. It's the time to shop for everything you need for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Membership is free, and it's all happening May 6th to May 13th. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost on top of Big Give Week cashback rates. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app today. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while shopping. Okay, next up, let's talk about Wolf Creek Inn. This is uh, an inn in Oregon. A lot of my information came from that Oregon life and travel Oregon dot com, Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. And that's how I say it. <laughs> so this is a historic inn. It was completed around 1883 and has been the oldest continuously operating hotel in the Pacific Northwest. Oh, So it's very old. Over the years, um, a lot of famous people have stayed at the inn, including John Wayne, Orson Welles, Mary Pickford. She's always go- going on these things. Mary Pickford <laughs> is in like 80% of my stories from a certain time. Totally. This bitch got around. And Clark Gable. So this was also a favorite spot for author Jack London. Um, he... He actually, they've preserved his room. He spent so much time there. And this has quite a lot of paranormal activity in it. They even preserved his ass indent in the the bed. They left it there. (laughs) So um, it's said to be haunted by Jack London himself. People report hearing his voice and even seeing him standing in the room looking over his bed. You can't stay in this room. It's kind of just there to look at like a little uh, living museum. Other spirits are said to haunt these historic rooms as well, including the ghost of a female stagecoach who's often seen on the main floor um, and the common areas. Her identity um, is interesting because she actually pretended to be a man in order to be allowed to drive the stagecoach. So sometimes people mistake her in her man disguise. Her apparition has been seen walking around the main floor, helping um, to keep people keep an eye on people um, and people speculate she's readying herself for driving her stage, her next stagecoach run. Her voice has been caught on EVPs as well. 
Um, like all of the spirits of, at this inn, or most of the spirits, I should say, she's not scary. A lot of these spirits are very helpful and kind, but obviously uh, still scare people because they're spirits. <laughs> A young woman is sometimes seen or heard in the hallway around the Clark Gables suite. And maybe this is one of the many women that he had affairs with at the inn. She is like, that dick was so good. I'm staying at the hotel where we fucked. (laughs) She's got it bad. Um, So yeah, Clark Gable stayed here multiple times and had many affairs while he stayed there. He was married to actress Carol Lombard at the time. And Zach Bagans, our old friend, (laughs) he actually had an experience in this room um, with an EVP recorder. That sounds dirty. Uh, (laughs) What happened? He tried to talk to Clark Gable while he was in this room and they recorded some garbage gook. And then when they replayed it and when they could fine tune it and stuff, it said, miss her. And it said Potosi, which is the name of the mountain that Carol's plane crashed into when she died. Like, <gasps> that's how she died. She crashed. Uh, she was in a plane crash and it crashed into Mount Potosi in Nevada. Wow. So that they got that very clearly. Um, so that's pretty uh, interesting. I just think, I just don't believe that Clark Gable would spend his afterlife at this hotel. Right. Because wouldn't he, if he did really love Carol... Why would he go there? Maybe he's like so guilted by all the sex he had with randos. Or maybe ghosts can just kind of hop around. I would hope so. Maybe if you're not too much of a doomed spirit, you can hop around. Yeah. Because it seems like like the cook who died with so much shame has to just stay forever in that little kitchen in the Queen Mary. Yeah. I agree. But like Clark I, Gable, this is the privilege of the wealthy elite is that Clark Gable, even in the afterlife, can just hop around wherever he wants. I agree. He's got a free pass. So this hotel obviously has a lot of the um, the staples of a haunting. Um, people wake up and the furniture has been rearranged in the middle of the night. Objects disappear and then are found in a completely different spot. There is a piano that often plays all by itself. Um, in the kitchen, items fly off their hooks, and you can often feel the presence of someone when you're in there preparing meals brushing against you. Do you think that the piano plays the entertainer? Because I feel like that's what ghost pianos always play. Like <laughs> they a, play loud. They yeah. play like a slightly slowed down version yes. of the entertainer. It's got to be something from that era yeah. for sure. Now, one medium claims to have had conversations with several of the spirits at in the guest rooms there. And they told her they were happy at the end. Um, and they were also happy it was recently renovated. That's me as a ghost. Thank yeah. God. <laughs> they got rid of those ugly curtains. Um, paranormal investigators have brought in EVP machines and video cameras. And they've captured spirits saying things like, good morning. And of course, don't leave. That's a classic. Um, one asked, am I at the Wolf Creek Inn? And the EVP recorded, yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> That's she going there commercial. <laughs> Yes, you are at the Wolf Creek Inn. Can you imagine this like totally normal ad for this hotel? And it's like a very standard, like, come stay at our hotel and get a beautiful experience yeah. in the Pacific Northwest. And then the very end is like, <laughs> there's someone going, am I at the 
What's it called? The Wolf Creek Am Inn. Am I at the Wolf Creek Inn? Yeah, you are. I mean, that's what I'm picturing when I heard that. It was like, I love when they ask stupid questions and they get like a basic answer. <laughs> yeah. There's a few in this episode coming up too it's that made me like, laugh. It's kind of like a Siri answer. Yes. So there was a woman who worked at the inn with her husband named Marcy Knopf, and she met a, a spirit of a young girl there. Now, this detail is insane to me because her husband, who also works there, says that he has given the spirit child um, candy once, not realizing she was a ghost. Oh, my God. And he, he on his desk, he kept a huge bowl of Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and he, in his interview, he said that he, back in the day, he would have about 100 Jolly Ranchers per day. Wait. And that's why he had a huge bowl of them. Wait. Wait a minute. <laughs> this man ate a hundred Jolly Ranchers in a day. Per day. His mouth must have been so torn up. All his cheeks were shredded. They're right? all fucking shredded. <laughs> that is disgusting. I couldn't believe it when he said that. Because I was like, I was like, sir, like people, they just went on with a ghost interview. No, no, no. And I, I need, was like, I need to backtrack. I, here. I would have stopped and been like, I don't even give a shit about this ghost. I want to know what led you to eating a hundred Jolly Ranchers a day. Well, he has cut down, he said. And one time on his desk, he saw by his big, huge bowl of Jolly Ranchers, he saw a hand go into the bowl (laughs) and take one. Like a disembodied hand? Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, He also took a photo once. So he was looking down this dark hallway, and he, he took a photo that had these light orbs. And when you blew up the light orbs, it actually looked like a small hand with little fingers. Ew. Oh, my God. I don't want hands that floating around. scares me. So this dark hallway um, is one that people are very interested in. The little girl has led people down this hallway, and it's very dark and ominous. Servers won't go down this hallway towards the end where there's a door at the end of the hallway. And they said that they've walked through that door that's at the end of the hallway, and it shuts and locks. <gasps> that no. would make me pee. No. <laughs> I would be so scared if I entered a room and the door shut and locked. No, like, I don't want that happening. Way, no, thank you. So some, including Zach Bagans, Bagans, um, who has investigated the hotel, think this is a portal that all the spirits enter through, and that the little girl is guess what? Actually, a demon who is protecting this entryway. Why does she have to be a demon? She just wants candy. I know. I love a demon that's like my side hustle is getting candy from this dork in this room. Just because I'm a demon doesn't mean I also don't enjoy a sweet treat every once in a while. I love that that little, that's like also me as a ghost. I'm going to steal that guy's candy. Yeah. So I wonder what flavor she picks. Blue raspberry? Blue (laughs) raspberry. That would have been a really important detail from this guy. Like, why didn't he tell us if she was a green apple bitch, if she's a watermelon bitch, or a blue raspberry bitch? I literally had a hundred follow-up questions because that was so interesting to me. Uh, And he was like a real nerdy guy, too. So you know he would have given you details. (laughs) Do you think his wife has ever confronted him about his his Jolly Rancher addiction? Because he did say he doesn't do that anymore. And I bet you the wife, Marcy, was like, you got to knock it off. I bet at one point she was like, ugh, you taste like watermelon Jolly Rancher, and I'm sick of it. I used to like it, but now I'm done. But now it's disgusting. Well, Zach went back to this um, portal, to whatever, (laughs) and 
he felt like a hot touch on his neck. And when he left the area uh, and was in light again, his whole body had broken out in hives. Oh, my God. That's scary. I don't want a ghost giving me a rash. Now, he, even after he got hives, he went back. And this time he said that he saw, um, he felt like ice cold. It was ice cold now when he went into the door. And when they looked back at the recording later, there was like an image of a little girl's arm come out of the door frame (gasps) right when he said that. So this area seems to be real active yeah. as far as that stuff goes. Now, the other interesting thing about Wolf Creek Inn is there's rumored to be an evil entity that lurks the grounds. This pe- this is something that people describe as a vampire-like creature or a small man with vampire-like fangs and blood around his mouth. Multiple murdered bodies and body parts have been found in the woods surrounding Wolf Creek Inn. Wait, is that true? Yes. And along, like back in the day, a man was actually hung or hanged on the property (gasps) there. So a paranormal researcher named Madonna Merced, she describes this thing as an aggressive manifestation that feeds off a fear and will get physical with you if you provoke it. It has scratched people, (gasps) whatever it is. Um, This is mostly seen on the grounds of the property, but has been caught inside giving off extreme poltergeist vibes, doing things like knocking shit off shelves, which have been caught on camera, things just falling off shelves uh, without anyone there touching it. And he has been recorded. Um, they have People have recorded his breathing. And one time he said, um, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he say that? That's what I was... I was like, that's pretty fu- funny for yeah. a ghost to go. Ghost. ghost. Yeah. He said it's, ghost. It's a ghost. So some investigator, one time an investigator actually was outside on the premises trying to find him and he felt like the entity followed him back into the inn when he went went back inside. So this ghost primarily just haunts the exterior. But it has been known to go in sometimes. And that person um, appeared to be in a trance and confused when he came back in. So it was like the thing was attached to him in some way. Here's what happened. Okay. This guy went out to smoke a doobie outside and his girlfriend was like Kyle Kyle (laughs) are you listening to me and he's like oh it was a ghost yeah Uh, a ghost possessed me I'm in a trance babe (laughs) (laughs) it is believed that this entity has actually bitten a guest (gasps) but it wasn't authenticated so (laughs) (laughs) so get too excited (laughs) it was not proven but we can still believe. Yeah. On April 12th, 2012, Madonna Merced, that uh, ghost person I mentioned or whatever she was, she walked around all the rooms and hallways of the Wolf Creek Inn with a um, digital camera and t- tried to get spirits to kind of talk to her. And she caught several EVPs as the spirits uh, followed her around. One of them said, yes. <laughs> Another one uh, she asked them a question. Oh, I'm sorry. She's the one who said, "Am I? I am at the Wolf Creek Inn. And the person said, yes, you are. That's on YouTube. Um, and another group of people who um, went there, their paranormal group is called Prey, P-R-E-Y. I don't know what that stands for. They caught EVPs there as well. One of them they caught was Beulah. Beulah. And they're like, was that the name of the stagecoach driver? And then another one, this is my favorite one. They asked something and the high fe- a high female voice responded, it happens. 
<laughs> I was like, that's like a catchphrase from like a 70s sitcom or something. Oh. Uh, so that's the Wolf Creek Inn. So now we're going to get into Vegas. So I wanted to end on a few Vegas hotels. Um, some of the people we've talked about on the show will be popping up here. There's a lot of Hollywood connections to Vegas, obviously. And we probably discussed the El Cortez in our episode on Bugsy Siegel. We did. We talked about the history of the El Cortez and we talked about Bugsy Siegel's involvement in the El Cortez and about how I stayed there once and it is really shitty place to stay. Well, this this hotel is um, haunted. I believe it 100%. So obviously, I'm not going to go into it too deep because we do talk about it on that episode. It was mob run in its early days. And supposedly, ashes of numerous victims of mob hits are buried in the basement at the El Cortez. What? Yes. So a little bit of information. Um, one really famous, gruesome murder that's connected to the hotel um, is a guy, I can't remember we talked about um, him. So this guy named Jackie Gogan or Gagan, he purchased the hotel in 1963. Um, this is after Bugsy Siegel died. Obviously, he was very connected to this hotel as well. One of Siegel's henchmen, a guy named Fat Irish Green. Did we, we talk we about did, him? We did, yeah. I was like, that name is very familiar. Um, he... He basically worked for this guy. Um, he had some cash he had guarded for Siegel at some point, and he got a free room at the El Cortez and board for life, basically from that connection to Bugsy Siegel. Uh, and he supposedly haunts the hotel now in the vintage wing. They have like a vintage wing, I guess. I like when you're like, you uh, could, I've seen that several times. You could stay in an old room, but I was like, they all kind of look old. Well, when I stayed there, like 10 years ago, there was only one wing you could stay in. It's a very small hotel. And yeah. uh, the sinks were so old that it was that like the faucet that you twist, like each little metal oh, yeah. thing. And it was very vintage, but not nice. It was a dump. Right. I think I probably said this on the Bugsy Siegel episode but I would love it if they would renovate the hotel rooms. Like I would stay there if they would just make them a little bit cleaner looking and nicer and they don't have to even like, like they keep the integrity of like the old vintageness of it, but yes. it's not make it a dump. Yeah. Just not make it a dump. And don't remodel it where it looks brand new and no, stupid. I don't want it brand new. I yeah. don't want that dumb glass shower door. Yes. Well, apparently it's haunted many hotel workers who, you know, employees there have experienced um, paranormal things. And a lot of them refuse to go in the basement. Yeah. Which is where a lot of the um, bad energy seems to be. Now, another hotel I'm going to talk about is the Riviera. Did you ever stay there? Never. This has been uh, torn down at this point. Yeah. Um, but it was an old school um, hotel. In particular, the area that was haunted here was a suite that was used by Frank Sinatra on the ninth floor when he used to um, perform at the Riviera. Um, so this is an older hotel, so obviously it has a lot of mob connections as well. Um, after Siegel was murdered, Bugsy Siegel was murdered in June of 1947, um, a man named Mo Greenbaum, did we talk about him on we, yours? We did. He's connected to a lot of Vegas stuff. He kind of came in um, 
to help out with this hotel. He had wanted to retire, um, but obviously when you're working with the mob, that's not really an option all the time. They wanted him to go into Vegas and take over this hotel because someone was skimming. Yeah. This is a big thing in Vegas with the mob. People get accused of skimming and that's it. <laughs> They're done. <laughs> if you're working with the mob, do not skim. No. So he, like I said, was like, I don't want to do it. And then his sister-in-law was murdered. So he's like, Fuck. okay, I'll do it. Uh, he accepts the job. He um, takes over this hotel. Um, he obviously is overseeing a lot of shit go down here because people are getting murdered here. And obviously a lot of stuff gets cleaned up. No one's saying someone got murdered here. They take the body out and put it in the desert, whatever. Um, at some point, though, he starts womanizing. He has a drug habit. He gets into gambling. And he starts skimming. So Mo Greenbaum. Mo Greenbaum. Um, and then shortly after that, he and his wife are found dead in their home. Their their throats had been cut with a butcher knife. <gasps> his head was he was in bed with the television on and he had pretty much been decapitated. Um, and the wife obviously was on the floor near and her throat was pretty much cut all the way through as well. So a pretty brutal murder. Yeah. And that definitely gives this hotel a cursed vibe. Now, Frank also, as I said, he has his mob connections, people say. It's alleged, <laughs> I guess. And he has a temper. He goes off on people. He has these big, huge parties up in his suite. Um, there was an interview I saw with a man named Bruce Westcott. He was a musician who played with Sinatra's band. And he talks about an incident where Frank lost it. He had an. Uh, he wanted to hit on this cocktail waitress who was up at the party serving drinks, and he sat down with her. Obviously, she's like fifty years younger, whatever, <laughs> whatever the age difference was. And she said to him that he had beautiful eyes, but she had never been a fan of his music, and oh. he absolutely lost it <gasps> and went nuts at this party. Now, the corner of Las Vegas, Las Vegas, his name is Michael Murphy, said there's a ton of deaths at Vegas casino, casinos, and they really try not to publicize them, but they're happening all the time. What? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of suicides. There's a lot of cardiac arrest, heart attacks, and stuff like that. I mean, it does make sense. Yeah. So... Even if, if like, not, you know, like, this suicides make sense... Heart attacks make sense because you're drinking and doing cocaine a lot, or some people are. Yeah, (laughs) you're doing a lot of cocaine in Vegas. Um, An Indian actor named Varun Dawan, he stayed in this Frank Sinatra suite while filming once, and he says that he had an experience. He said the suite was definitely haunted because at night I would hear someone singing and the doors would just fly open. (gasps) Of course, our old friend Zach Bagans comes into play because he's in Vegas uh, he, that's where he lives. So, of course, he's going to show up. And he actually tried to get ghost activity to happen by simulating a party that Frank Sinatra would have had in come, that suite. Come on, Desi. He just wanted to throw a party. Well, guess who he got to um, do the party with him? Frank Sinatra Jr. Vince Neil from what? Motley Crue. <laughs> I, I was not expecting that. And he... So Vince Neil brought guests to this party and it's like literally all 20 year old women they got bruce westcott to play piano frank sinatra's piano player and vince has a connection to frank because he said once 
he was invited to Frank Sinatra's golf tournament and he was the only rock guy there. What a connection. <laughs> deep, very, what a deep connection. Very deep con- connection. Well, they did get some activity with their spirit box. The spirit box said, he was like, do you like this girl? Do you think she's pretty? And the spirit box said, raindrop. And they were like, whoa, her name's Rain. Now, then after that happened, the girl had her, she's like, her back was felt like it was burning. <laughs> We're assuming it's not from Vince's toxic semen. <laughs> and then she had some red scratches. Fuck. Now, Vince also feel, felt chills um, in this room at some point. And he actually said he had pain in his left shoulder. And then he threw up. Now, people speculated that he was having cardiac arrest symptoms, like ghost ones, because so many people had died of heart attacks <gasps> in that hotel. And that that's what he was experiencing, like the the ghost of someone who had had a heart attack and died in the um, room. Okay. So what do you think is the most haunted hotel in Vegas, Rachel, if you had to make a guess? Well, I was going to say the El Cortez, but, okay, is it on the strip or down? It's on the strip. Yes. Um, Is it the Flamingo? Nope. Is it Circus Circus? No, but I like your guesses. Because <laughs> it's clowns. It's like scary clowns. No. Is it... Wait. What is it? It's the Luxor. Okay, that was going to be my next guess. Oh, damn. The, the pyramid. Well, yeah. Okay. So the Luxor um, is one of the world's largest hotels, and it's the fourth largest pyramid in the world. Wait. Okay, because doesn't it have that tower behind it? Yes. It's not just the pyramid. No, they always have that tower in the back that's like shiny gold or something. (laughs) So it's the Luxor is like supposed to be an Egyptian-themed hotel. There's a Sphinx. And it's a giant pyramid, but then they have like a tower with all these rooms. Right. But can you stay in the pyramid? Well, I'll get to that. Okay. So this hotel was opened in 1993. It took 18 months to build... Um, to build, and it was $375 million cost. Um, Several construction workers died during the building process, and people um, think that management kept these sets under wraps to save the reputation of the um, hotel. So a lot of people think that this is why the Luxor is kind of haunted and doomed from the get-go, because even when it was being built, shit was going down. And a lot of people also are like, why would you do a hotel that's like an ancient Egyptian tomb? Like this which, is like which are haunted. This is like a surefire way to be like to get haunted, get yeah. your ass haunted. So the haunting at the Luxor, the reports of these hauntings have increased since the hotel opened a Titanic themed ex- exhibition in two thousand and eight. These guys are asking for it. They really are. This exact this exhibition contains parts of the ship and personal items belonging to people who died on the Titanic. This is crazy, Desi. Okay. Their first reported death occurred in 1996 when a lady jumped from the 26th floor of the hotel. Now, you mentioned the pyramid-shaped building. Um, So this is where she she jumped, and several people have jumped to their deaths from here. These are not outdoor balconies, though. These are indoor balconies. So when they are jumping, they're landing in an atrium on the bottom floor within the hotel. They're <gasps> not landing. Because obviously a pyramid, you can't have a balcony on that side of the building. Do you have a building. picture of this? 
No, I don't. I just always wondered like physically what I've never even, I don't think I've been inside. I haven't either. We should go next time. We should go. We got it. Because I want to go to that Titanic exhibit, honestly. I do too. But also I'm just very, I've just been so curious about the Luxor physically, what it looks like from inside that pyramid. So like I said, she's not the only guest who has fallen from uh, that indoor balcony over the atrium. So is the, so there's no window opening up to the outside. No, because it would interfere with the pyramid shape, right? Right. right. So whatever balconies there are are on the inside and it surrounds like this open hole down to an atrium. Oh my God. So the there's another man who fell from the 10th floor on this atrium balcony uh, and his death remains a mystery. There's no evidence to suggest this was a voluntary act. So they don't know if he was pushed or what. Now, there's other deaths that have happened at the Luxor. Um, There have been assaults, robberies, and a murder of a 16-year-old girl named Sarah Gruber. Um, There was also, in 2007, a casino worker, 24-year-old Will Baldo Antonio, was killed by a homemade explosive. (gasps) The bomb was set under a plastic cup that had been left upside down on the top of his car. And when he turned the cup over, an explosion was triggered, killing him. The casino was not evacuated after this, and it just continued to run as normal. Oh, my God. Three years later, um, UNLV football player named Demario Reynolds got into a fight with another guest named Jason Sindelar over a girl, I think. Sindelar was an MMA fighter and he hit Reynolds so hard that he fell unconscious after um, being hit and never woke again. Oh, that is so sad. So 2012, we get another death. A casino employee was murdered by their boyfriend in full view of the public in the lobby. What? Yes. The same year, a case of Legionnaire's disease um, killed a victim at the hotel. And two cases um, identified previously uh, about Legionnaire's disease happening at the hotel. What? Um, Did they fix that? I guess, right? You got to kind of do that. They had to do these tests on the water and the water... Uh, I guess you test the water for this. It came back negative, but then someone died after that test as well. Ugh. So another um, death that happened in 2007, an airman visiting uh, the Air Force Base in Vegas went to the Luxor and fell 25 feet down an elevator shaft. Oh, my God. Um, so there's a lot of deaths over this, you know, however long it's been there. And I guess years. it's 30 years. That's a lot of shit, though. That's a lot of shit. And it's very... This is... When you asked me, what what do you think the most haunted hotel in Vegas? Of course, I go to the older ones. Yeah, because they have more history. Because they have more history. This is like one of the newer ones. And this is like the reported incidents. We don't know about other suicides and deaths, like heart attacks and all that other stuff that could have happened. Um, So one of the more common ghosts that is seen at the Luxor is called the Deadly Blonde. Uh, she's often seen on the 12th floor of the Luxor. Guests sleeping on that floor have been known to wake up fighting for breath and feeling as if they were being choked. Other people report catching glimpses of her standing over their bed or feeling a phantom hand run across their face while they're sleeping. Oh my God. I don't want that bitch. I don't Do want not. that. Now, obviously people think um, some of the ghosts may be these construction workers who died during the building of the hotel. Um, a lot of people see these figures um the t- the hotel has something called old 
I'm sorry, old Nile River tour, which was an attraction where they could go to different parts of the pyramid by boat. And many people saw these ghosts sort of standing on the shores while they're going through this um, ride, I guess. Dude. And the Luxor did demolish this river tour eventually, um, saying it was for renovations, but they never put it back up again. Uh, Because so many people were seeing ghosts on it. And so people speculate that's why. Now, I mentioned the Titanic exhibit. This includes over 300 artifacts literally recovered from the bottom of the ocean on the Titanic. How the fuck did the Luxor get their hands on this? I don't know how Vegas casinos get any. Like, they get shit. (laughs) They do, though. They do get shit. They're like... I, yeah, I have no idea. That is crazy. So obviously these include very personal items, right? You're getting people's glasses, their clothing, etc. So there's tons of stuff to look at here. And people speculate that the original owners are coming back to haunt the exhibit because they want their stuff. They're like, give me my... Uh, Mother of Pearl hair comb back. Yes. I don't. I don't want to spend eternity at the Luxor Casino. One area where people see a ghost frequently is on the replica of the Grand Staircase that's in the hotel. What? It is a near perfect replica, and they see a ghost sometimes standing at the top of the stairs. Other guests have um, caught glimpses of one of the lookouts named Frederick Fleet, who. Um, he didn't die on the Titanic, but he did die years later by suicide. Um, and they think that they see him standing at the promenade. There's like a, a promenade deck recreation, and they have seen him standing there looking out as if he's ser- searching for the iceberg still. Oh, my God. So Joe Zimmer, who is an artifact specialist, he has had many um, strange experiences at the Luxor, um, including... Um, his experience usually, according to him, happened late at night after 11 p.m. or later, which is like right before um, it closes, I think. And he's heard creepy giggles while walking through the exhibit. He's had he's felt like his hair was being tousled. He's had the back of his jacket grabbed. And he's heard music sometimes, like the orchestra music that the <gasps> Titanic was playing when it was sinking. So there's an area where bunks are displayed to show visitors um, like how little room people had in these some of these cabins. It shows the difference between obviously like the third class and the um, first class passengers. And while people are in that part of the exhibit, they have heard footsteps, footsteps as if they're walking down the hallway. Um, and workers who um, have sort of maintained the exhibit have felt like they're being watched while they're in there fixing things up. So the first room you see when you enter this exhibit is the engine room. And on that wall, there is a picture um, that is said to be haunted. It is a picture of Bruce Ismay. (gasps) So if you remember from our Titanic episodes, he was one of the directors of White Star Line, the company that built the Titanic. When the Titanic sank, he was one of the survivors. And obviously, a lot of people were irritated by that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So this picture of him, though, sits in this exhibit. Apparently one night, this picture fell to the floor, and that was where it was found when the attraction opened the next morning to visitors. The picture was not broken, and they thought that was unusual that it could fall so far without breaking. Once they looked at the security video from the night before, 
they were surprised when they saw that the picture slowly just glided down the wall to the floor and then <gasps> turned on its side and then it slid a few more inches after landing. He didn't like that picture of himself. He's like, that's my bad angle. That's a really bad picture like, of me. I'm a jerk. Delete it. <laughs> please don't tag me. <laughs> um, so... Wait, he wasn't a jerk, though. Oh, he was the good one. Sorry. Well, he wasn't the good one, but, but he wasn't, as he was portrayed in like popular culture, he was like a villain, but he actually wasn't. Who was he? Oh, sorry. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously people speculate, why is this hotel so haunted? Um, in addition to all the suspicious deaths, obviously there's a lot of bad energy there. Um, but one of the popular theories relates to the design of the resort. Because the Luxor takes its name from this Egyptian city of the same name, the whole premise behind its design was built um, to kind of, you know, have this ancient Egypt sort of experience. Um, But it's not exactly a completely accurate copy of the pyramids. You don't say. (laughs) It is believed that pyramids in ancient Egypt required a sphinx to be facing both east and west so that the pyramid was protected from evil on both sides. But the Luxor only has one sphinx facing east, which people think leave it exposed to evil spirits on the (gasps) other side. They need to fix that. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Put another sphinx there. (laughs) Why not? Also, Egyptian pyramids are actually tombs, right? Yeah. They're always built on the west side of the River Nile. And this is the side where the sun sets and where ancient Egyptians believe the newly dead entered the underworld. The Luxor is also built on the west side of the Las Vegas Strip. So is it also this place for the dead from the underworld to enter? Wow. That would be creepy, right? Yeah. So that's all I got. That's a lot, Desi. That was a really good episode. I want to, I got to go to the Luxor now. I, we need to go, we need to plan our next Vegas trip. We know, you know, my brother's going to be going there soon. So we got to tag along on that trip. We, I don't want to stay there. I don't want to stay there either. I want to stay downtown again. I want to go to this exhibit, the Titanic exhibit. I do too. I'm assuming it's still there um, because that's, they always keep those things forever. We will update you. We will definitely do a bonus episode about our haunted experience at the Luxor. <laughs> yes, for sure. And we'll post some pics. If um, I-, I wanted to say our Halloween month isn't entirely over because tomorrow we will be recording a very special Halloween edition of Mysteries and the Macabre, which is available on our Patreon at the $10 tier, patreon.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. And we will see you... Uh, well, I'll try to get some scary stories for Halloween the Halloween mini that drops on Halloween. We're having a Halloween mini too. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if it <laughs> we'll drops on I Halloween. Get. I can get. We'll see what Desi can get. But okay. yeah. Anyway, bye. Bye.